Hills up. I want to know. I want to know. Me no wanna get a pressure me as me wake Like how Marie love guitar she a dick Better if you better if you give me a break Cause a boy like me Me no mad Me no mad over no girl Cause a boy like we We no mad How are you? I'm good, I'm good I um I'm good, I'm trying to like I'm, I, I did a, the talk with Kenny um, with for about this and I was like I'm actually really glad that I didn't just like stretch myself so thin and do the um the interviews for these right after the trip because you guys can kind of digest it um because lord knows I need to like sit down <laughs> yeah no, um I agree I agree I needed some time I needed some time it was it was deep <laughs> Yeah, it was a lot. Um, so, for context, everyone, um, hi, my name is Neon Christina, and I do a project called Raga MIC, and I linked up with Jamsterdam and Sade um, of, of Jamsterdam in Jamaica, Kingston, to do a project called Connect, where essentially we connected people in the States, specifically in New York or just around New York or anyone who's interested, to create people in Kingston for a weekend of like parties and beach days and dinners and stuff like that. And Kareem was one of the people who signed up. So I'm talking to him today about what his experience was and all that jazz. So how was it? <laughs> where to start? Where to start? So um, talk about the nerves and nervousness, um, which I'm so glad y'all addressed as soon as I touched down. Like, yeah, the fact that something like this had been organized just left me in like disbelief to begin with. I was like, I hope this is not no fire festival shit. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> oh my god, y'all were, like, <laughs> y'all were, like, you were very trusting, sir, because you don't know anything about this, um, right? But, um, I'm so glad y'all believed in this and I believed in you guys to make this happen. Um, so yeah. there was that. There was just the doubt, anxiety that I felt leading up to it. Um, mm-hmm. My mom is Jamaican. Um, I was born in New York, but I, you know, like most folks who are of Caribbean ancestry, and especially those I think growing up in the tri-state area, you cling to mm-hmm. them. Like it's right. I didn't grow up in Jamaica, but from what I see and the times I visited, it's not that different. It's not all that different, you know. Right. Or at least there are a lot of similarities. So I had my mm-hmm. reservations. I was afraid. I knew how real the homophobia was and the um anti just queer sentiment was right um but um i did it and when i touched down i immediately felt um the love Mm. the rest was history i think i love that it's funny you mentioned that because i you know i think that i grew up you know i'm first gen as well and when you know for some people you know I, at least I used to think that, oh, yeah, you know, my parents are immigrants, but, you know, big deal. That's like what we eat at home or a certain holiday. But we speak Ameri- we speak English. We're in America. Dab. We're Americans now. But it wasn't that black and white. Like, there were always little things. And my mom was very adamant about us being, like, you know, Americans. But there was so much culture in my house, like, all the time. <laughs> like, you know? I so I was proud to be be Jamaican, and I was grew, grew up Caribbean, and and the more and more I like realized doing this project and 
just in general that a lot of there are a lot of Caribbean, specifically Jamaicans in New York and in the tri-state area and in like that part of America. So I'm not bugging to want to connect to that, you know? No, 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 not at all. That's, um, I guess something I've been longing for my whole life, really. And something I felt when I lived in New York, you know, because I had like my friends, my closest friends by virtue were other Caribbean kids, because I think we got it. We got the music, we got food, we got the Caribbean jokes. I feel like it was always a thing to like make fun of our parents in a way, just because, Mm -hmm. you know, we had that duality. We could like poke fun at the way they speak, the H factor, all of that stuff. Yeah. So um, when I left, I moved to Atlanta. I was like, "Damn, I miss that." It yeah, was, uh, it was just normal. So um, anyway, I mean, it was uh, it was cool to be able to reconnect, to connect, maybe what, see to see y'all. Yeah. What 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 were your outside like anxiousness and general anxiousness? It's um. What 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 did anyone around you? What was the impression of like friends or family when you said you were going to Jamaica and doing this queer thing there? Oof. Ciao. Um, <laughs> where to start? Where to start? Oh my god! Right. So I, I guess I'm in a, a weird place in my life right now. I haven't. I'm not completely closeted. I'm not completely out either. Um, that was kind right. of the aim of this trip too. Really was to just like affirm myself, be like it's okay to mm-hmm. love my Caribbean heritage and be as hell. Like that's okay. Yeah. Um, So I told my mom I was going to Kingston for a retreat. And of course, the questions began because she's from Antigua Mm -hmm. Bay. She lived in Kingston. My mom has been back like Mm -hmm. twice since like the 80s when she immigrated to the U.S. So her perception of Jamaica Jamaica is still very like from the times, what she hears online from her friend. Friends dying. Oh my God, don't get chopped up. Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I have a friend there. We need to connect with him yeah um and that was such a weird feeling because i was like i actually feel safer going with y'all these like queer folks who are underground organizing than meeting yeah. with a local who does not understand why i'm coming there you know um just because of that like yeah. that inherent like homophobic and homophobia that is in Jamaica. so and also there were some some fuck shit tied into the person she wanted me to meet with. I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm gonna chill with my my queers. Um, So she was a little like uneasy about it. Yeah. Um, Let me think. The only person that I was, only people I was really truthful about what I was going there with, because honestly, I was afraid and anxious being, you know, in this state of like limbo, was my god brother um, who lives Mm -hmm. in New York. Both of his parents are Jamaican Mm -hmm. too. He's out living his best life. I love mm-hmm. him and respect him so much. Um, but he had his same reservations as well. He was like, I've probably been to Jamaica a few times. I don't know. Like, let me know how it is. Let me know if you go. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the fact that I felt that I needed to hide it from some people speaks to, um, I guess, where I'm at and just why this trip, why, why you guys organized this trip, you know? It's a, it's a conversation to have, I think. Yeah. Yeah. First, let me just off top just say, like, thank you for your bravery to even talk about this and be like, and share your story because it really is like, it isn't easy. It isn't. And from people who are 
even people who are allies. I've had the, I've had told people who are allies who are Caribbean, who aren't Caribbean, who are white, black, who are elders, who are my age, who are out, who aren't out, everyone from the spectrum. And there's so much mystery and fear on the island. And, I, and that they think that's, it's not even just like racially or, or, or generationally yeah. a thing we need to do. It's, it's like everyone, everyone has this fear about this, specifically about this place. And it's not just around queerness. I think, I think for me to, um, to tell about a little bit about my story, because I feel where you're coming from. Like my mom, I, I thought when I, you know, the older I got, I was like, oh, my mom just maybe has anxiousness about me connecting to this heritage and to this island and to my, which she like legit smothered me in with a gravy on the sauce. Like I was just like marinated, just like heavy adobo sauce, <laughs> like Goya down boots being Jamaican. It was no like, I wasn't eating like hot dogs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and if anything, I remember when I was younger, I would remember telling me like, you know, you want me to be this like, you know, American, I'm not allowed to speak Patua, but yeah. at home we eat Caribbean food, period. You know, when I'm sick, you don't, it's not like you, you, you know, yeah, we take, go to the doctor. We're not living like in, literally in Jamaica, but I know Bush. That's what I, I, I all the herbs, that's, that's what I know. Like my world is, I've been raised in this little Caribbean house. So it's kind of a little bizarre for you to want me yeah. to be so disconnected completely from this place. But then I'm yeah. so connected in the so heritage wise and just life wise. Anyway, um, I, I, when we were planning this trip, I was telling Shade, I was like, you know, it starts with me because I had this trip and I need to un- unwork all that fear and all that. And, but I think that the way we can do that is to, you know, it, it's really important to me that, you know, not uh, safety isn't obvious, but that it's not just about safety, that when people land and safety then is like, okay, check, that people will feel uncomfortable because safety is kind of like a, you know, Black people around the world and queer people around the world are always dealing with, with you know, are like how we feel safe and how we operate through the world so that's just like a basic demand but not just safety but comfortable to like talk and key and dance and smile and you know hang out and not just like oh well i didn't get stabbed so i guess it was good <laughs> you know what i mean um and it and it and i was told i was like you know the, everyone we work with from you know allies to everyone who's queer needs to be needs aware of that like we, i don't need i don't want it to be sandals <laughs> you know i want you to be real but i want everyone to feel comfortable in the room and that means picking the right people to work with and you know i'm glad i'm really really glad that safety kind of like was like oh well not just safe but i actually got keyed with these people like hung out like you know you know having a good time oh, not I just oh yeah it was safe and it was pretty night. you know cuz that is the oh, the last night was more than saved. It was lit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was surreal. The release. <laughs> My heart was so full. To see so yeah. many people in this place, you know, in this forbidden place, or so we thought, and um, just yeah. acting bad, rock out, you know, like it was, it was cool. That was super cool. Rock out. And so how did you, to give people context, because I realize, always to realize that I'm so deep in the project and not a lot of people, people saw, are seeing pictures on Instagram and like hearing about the trip through hearsay, but like, how did you find out about the trip and what made you, outside of curiosity, what yeah, made you decide so, to just um, go ahead and sign up? For the like trip? I told you that, like feeling of, um, I guess, security, feeling of belonging that I had when I lived in New York and was surrounded mm-hmm. by 
Caribbean folk, queer Caribbean folk included, you know, but at that age, mm-hmm. I, I moved from New York when I was like 13. So, you know, everybody's having their little struggle. That was not really, at that stage of your life, most people are not really in tune with that part of themselves yet. But you know who the baby gays are and you connect with them in your mm-hmm. own way. Um, after mm-hmm. like having to leave that, I guess, safety blanket, I've always sought that. I was like, damn, I love dancehall music. I love this. I love that. And I struggled to find friends who did that. So um, long story short, I went to college in Georgia, mm-hmm. um, went to med school in um, North Carolina. Um, I had a chance to move back to New York um, in 2017 to do some work um, in HIV prevention and prep. Um, and I was like, damn, mm-hmm. this is perfect. Like I get to come home again, be in that environment, you know, where I can go out and know that like Caribbean mm-hmm. culture is like just part of the regular fabric of, you know, or, yeah, I don't have to eat no. go five hours to get one piece of jerk chicken or a dry patty. You know? I'm not a dry patty. Okay. um, Okay. (laughs) So that was really exciting. Uh, Came to New York and I found out um, about Raga online, I guess through Instagram, I think. Um, I was like, wow, this is so cool. Mm -hmm. Parties for Mm -hmm. people like me. Um, And it's not that I was seeking to Mm -hmm. be like, you know, exclusive or anything like that. But again, that's like, I guess I can imagine for straight folks and even straight Caribbean folks, like that's the norm. You don't really have to seek that out, especially in New York. Like you can go just about anywhere and there's a fet, there's a party. You can get your life right. and feel safe. At um, so anyway, when I saw Raga, I was right. really inspired. Right. Felt seen. So I followed you guys. I saw that like, you know, um, there were a couple mm-hmm. parties in the past, but there wasn't a lot happening during that period I was there. But I just kept a close eye because I really loved what y'all were doing. Um, and then when I saw the Connect trip, I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what? I'm graduating in May. This trip was in, uh, what, early April? I was like, this would be a dope-ass uh, graduation trip. Mm-hmm. And also a chance to just, like, to get my mm-hmm. life. To, to really feel seen. Um, right. And be in a space that was, like, intentionally mm-hmm. created for people like me. Um, yeah. And y'all delivered. That was it. I felt I felt like at home immediately. I felt the love. Um, yeah, it was uh, yeah transformative. It to be awesome. you know over dramatic, but it really was. It really was. I left that trip feeling like I had um I was like welcome to a new family, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Were there any um, kind of like specific moments or like um, experiences that happened there that you can share with people that were like like aha moments or moments where you were like, oh shit, like I can't believe this is happening. I say that because for me in planning the trip and planning the whole programming with Sade, I told her, I was like, you know, I, we need to make an itinerary that's just fun and has different types of, you know, things that people can do and like has food and dancing and this and that and but I also but I 
because so the trip seems appealing and isn't just like, hey, come down to Jamaica and hang out. But also I think it's the, it's just going to be the small moments because it is the, I remember, I remember like an, a couple hours into meeting Sade in 2017, we're in the car and we're driving to a party and we're turning, turn, blasting music, dancing on music. And I'm like, you know, hanging out, going to buy liquor. We get, we like slapping, slapping hands. Like, what's up? Let's go. All right, where the club at? If I'm the address, it's just kicking this shit. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, a, wait a minute. I just literally, what, two hours ago went from like, okay, I'm here in Jamaica and I'm in this Airbnb and yeah, I'm safe. And I guess I was kind of tripping. Like, clearly I'm, I'm fine. But, oh shit, now I'm going to go hang out with gay people and go to the club. Like, that's, what if what something happens? And within like literally hour, an hour of hanging out with them, I was like, not only safety is, well, yeah, I'm safe, but not only safe, I'm just like kicking it. And I was like, wow, the like, nonchalant beauty of just kind of just hanging out like I would back in Brooklyn with these queer people, you know, like going to a club, like blasting music, just like chilling. It's like, so I was like, Oh wow. I've, I've all this has really been in my head. I was like, who fed me this horrible not narrative? Cause I could have just been kicking it my whole life with the other queer people in Jamaica instead of having all this in my head, but it was the aha moment. And yes, obviously going to the club and like going to the beach and like have, making dinner yeah. yesterday and all those things were great, but it really was the tiny moments that stuck with the acts. Kenny told me about his tiny moment or his, his aha moment. Were there, was there anything specific that touched you or anything in the itinerary like that we few. did as a group? Um, the most like jarring to me was when we went to the club mm-hmm. that first night on the Soka I've spoken to a few people about mm-hmm. that and just oh, how yes. important it was for me, at least, to mm-hmm. connect with folks who are on the ground living mm-hmm. this life boldly, fearlessly, day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Um, because for one, I would have never guessed mm-hmm. that a soca night was like code for a night for the kids, you know? Like mm-hmm. that was a company night. Shade knew that. She was like, she knew yeah. exactly what yeah. And once we got there, um, mm-hmm. I forgot his name, but oh boy, he was twerking on the fountain. I was like, mm-hmm. I was just warming up. <laughs> I was like, right. we are out here. We out here. Like this was. We are really out here. I was just in disbelief. I crossed my purse. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is. He was. <laughs> and then I warmed up myself dancing. Yeah. I felt comfortable. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. And then I think even shortly after, she told me, she was like, it's not what people say it is. People are going to give you your side eyes. People are going to give you your look, just like you do in the States. So um, that shouldn't stop you. Right. From doing what you do. So that was really powerful for me to just be out in this public space. Right. Um, and feel okay. Oh, go ahead. And for context, for, let's go ahead. And for context for everyone listening, just so you know, the the first night of the Connect trip, we there wasn't much planned because everyone's landing. We don't have people jet lag, just want to hang out. So the plan was just for us all to kind of like get food, maybe get a nightcap, but then call it a day so we can wake up the next day and go to the beach. In that first night, though, like we, 
you know, we're like, okay, what are we going to do? Like, let's eat and let's go get a drink. And then we trying to figure out where to go. Because, again, the first night wasn't strongly planned. It was kind of like, let's all just be here. Everyone get their room, get their flight together, whatever. And let's wake up early to go to the beach. We, Shade and I had found a party that was happening that we were going to go to as a group that um, was in this, like, center with, like, this, like, mall kind of center that also had clubs there. And on the in the in the center, in the kind of like a whatever, in the general area of the center, we're on the way to the party, we bumped into the Soka party. And I got wind of this last time I was in Jamaica, but not fully seen it. We walk, walk, walk into the party, walk past the party, and we see, you know, in the center of the dance floor, we see all these, like, queer people going off, like, going for it. And we're like, oh, I mean, shit, I guess, I guess we walked into the gay club? Like, wait, what's going on? So we're, like, hanging out, we get drinks, we get some, you know, we're hanging out, and then Within another hour, at least I turn around and there's a bunch of gay people standing behind us. So there's gay people on the dance floor, there's gay people behind us, and it isn't a gay party. But I remember t- last time I was there, and even again this time, talking to Sade, and she's like, "Well, you know, the, the, it, it's kind of it's, it's this interesting cultural thing because soca music is celebratory. Soca music is about carnival, and carnival music is usually uplifting and about people coming together. And so a lot of the girls, a lot of the children." go to the soca parties to, to brook out to, you know, there's always a new dance and like line dancing and then doing something. And they feel comfortable there where dance hall is kind of like akin to say the hip hop. So it has like, it can be, you can have hip hop that's uplifting and great. You can have hip hop that's about like stabbing your hoe and stealing your man. It's a, there's a wide gamut. So sometimes the dance hall parties are kind of too lit or not for the dolls, but a soca party will always bring out Queens in Jamaica. And it's kind of like, culturally i talked to one of the people we worked with over the connect party and she's straight and she's like an ally and she was like saying oh she's like oh, yeah usually the soca parties bring out the gays <laughs> it's like that's where the gays be at and it's fun because like, everyone's gonna be dancing and the gays know how to do the move and but then that's what it's be. and it's like who would know that you wouldn't you can't read that in an article so, somewhere yeah, you know on that, like man. vice the contrast with dance song because i love dance song music but like hip hop like you said it's very gendered if you're not in mixed company yeah. and a certain song comes on, right? you know, it, for safety, whether or not you want to dance, you know, like boy songs and the girl songs, air quote, are right. very, um, right. and that can right. make you feel uncomfortable, um, or at least make you feel uncomfortable because I'm not at that place yet where I just don't give a right. fuck about anything like that. Um, yeah. But Soka, like you said, is yeah. all about winding up. Um, I love that. Men wine, right. whoever wines. Um, so, so yeah, mm. that was cool. That was cool. And then like, the comfort that the other queer folks around us felt. Oh, like, we were dancing, they were hitting on us, going back and forth. Mm-hmm. It just felt like there was calm. There was calm. That's um, something I, nobody mm. could tell me about that. I would have to. I had to go and experience that myself. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I guess my other moment would be um, That's awesome. when we. Um, oh my gosh! When we did the libations after the beach day. We did that. Oh my god. Oh my gosh! Yes. Oh my gosh. Um. Do you, so can you can you can you explain for yes, listeners what that's about and what we what that is like what happened? Spiritual beliefs, but uh, one of the folks who connected with a local, her name was Moon. Yeah. 
Um, she's super cool. She's from like the Toronto area originally of Jamaican heritage. Moved to Jamaica on her own at the age of 18. Mm-hmm. Now has like two kids, living her best life, doing natural products, mm-hmm. making her own music, just doing everything she wants to do and thriving. She um, offered mm-hmm. to do a ceremony for us where we uh, made a sacrifice to our ancestors, right? We had some leftover um, alcohol from the beach, some liquor. She mm-hmm. poured each of us a cup. I think we, we stood by the water. Uh, it was like sunset. Sand flies were biting the fuck out mm-hmm. of us, but it's okay. It was not about us at the moment. It was about the sacrifice. Um, and right. she just told us to like zone in and say something we're thankful for. Think of someone, something that we're like, that we want to give thanks for. And we poured a drink. We just poured a drink into the water for them. Um, mm-hmm. And that type mm-hmm. of grace and like thankfulness and it was just, it was like a perfect moment to reflect after everything that had happened thus far on the trip. You know, I was in so much disbelief. I was very thankful because like I said, I was very anxious and afraid coming at first. Um, it was great. It was great to give thanks mm-hmm. for the people who had sacrificed for us to be in this space. Because maybe the narratives that my mom has and so many other Caribbean folks right. about the violence, maybe that was very real at one point too, where people couldn't walk out in the street without getting beat up and kicked up. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the case for us. And I can see that will always be the case for any visitor who comes, but I was mm-hmm. very thankful. Um, so that was great. That was great. That mm-hmm. set my mood. That set my mood for the rest of the trip. And really, up now, leading up to yeah. now, I'm still kind of... In the place of just being grateful because we had a chance to step back and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just a different vibration, man. So I love, um, I love connecting with other Caribbeans because that, that, um, sense of thankfulness, whatever your religious beliefs are, spiritual beliefs are, there's a, an element of like mm-hmm. humility and thankfulness wherever you go. We're humble people, you know? Um, so it's good to see that and be a part of like that ceremony. You know, I'm glad she she shared that with us. I love I love that you brought that up because I even so much. I mean, I was I was enjoying the trip as well, but also on the planning side, and so much was happening that I even in the far retrospect because it happened a couple of weeks ago, like even forgot that happened and how beautiful that was and. And it was a little unexpected and, and like, oh, we should do this thing. Let's do it. And that's what I think what I really love about what I tried to bring. I would love that we did that. And I love to do with Raga that it's not just because, listen, I want to turn up. OK, <laughs> I want to get lit. I want to twerk. I want to see. You see that cute boy over there? That's mine. You know, like I want to have a good time. But there's so much power. And queer Caribbean people and their allies being together in the same space. There really is. And it's and I think we need to celebrate. We need to have space to like move our bodies and sweat and meet each other and make out and da da da. But to check in with each other, just to be like, wait a minute. And that's why I think like 
people like Moon are, are so special and so important to me because they'll always be like, hey, everyone, let's just check in for a second and realize that we are here together. And like as Black folk, as like allies, as like queer folk, as straight folk who believe in the mission of what we're doing here together, like to be like, you know what, you know, because even, you know, a lot of your story with your parents and their relationship to, to Jamaica is, is akin to mine. It's like, our parents did sacrifice a lot. And there's a reason they did leave. And there's a, maybe they do have these weird connections to the idea of home or to, to, to this island. But we're here together now. And that is a beautiful thing. And we can't just kind of like overlook that. And it's it's so much bigger than us. It's just like, there's, there's so much power in that. And I think that we can't forget that. You know, it's kind of like, there's, there's this, this, you know, there is this like, generational fear, there's this generational trauma, but there's also this generational strength. And checking in with that is like power. It's power. And I think that's, I think God bless Moon for doing that. I was just yeah. like, thank you, because, you know, it's, it's important. It really is. It really is. And still have the space to not be too high and mighty to them. All right, now let's go get fucked up and dance, shake our ass. You know what I mean? Like, That's now let's go have a good motherfucking time and celebrate, you know? Like, guest house. Um, okay. Saturday night. <laughs> I showed up differently in the world now. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a conference this weekend in Philly. Mm-hmm. And when I say my friends were like, Kareem, are you okay? Like, because mm-hmm. I just couldn't stop dancing. I f- and I'm somebody, full disclosure, I've always loved to dance mm-hmm. in private. Or, you know, I've been shy about dancing in public sometimes because I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, nobody wants to be in a space where they feel uncomfortable. Due to my- I was a late bloomer in that sense. But when I was at that party that we right. threw at the guest house, I felt free. Winding up. Didn't care who. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm pretty sure I was winding on the pole. Winding up. <laughs> We were lit. It was just the energy was, um, and the confidence that gave me mm-hmm. now that I, that I brought back with me to America. It was, um, mm-hmm. it was great. I danced, I danced like I know I belong. I love that. Um, and um, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, uh, Nigel Shelby, a fifteen-year-old kid. That's something that so many people deserve. So many people deserve that feel. Mm-hmm. I just saw that. To feel like I don't yeah. need to move in a way that is apologetic of who I am. Yeah. I can say mm-hmm. I saw you posted that and I was touched by it. I was like, you know, sometimes I feel like a big old cheese ball and I'm that I'm doing too much. But then you remember that like you maybe think you're doing too much, but there are 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 12-year-old, 9-year-old kids out here, slash even 16, 21, out here who are just like, who, they, they, they like, wait, gay people in Jamaica turning up? <laughs> like, wait, what? You are living the dream of some kid out there, and you have to live it out loud and bold because it's still really now. hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. No, you, and I saw that you posted, like, before you tell people to go be themselves, like, think about the yeah. space you're making for them, that you know? That's real shit. It. I was like, um, it's very real. one of my friends spoke to me earlier. He's like, Kareem, you just a cup half empty ass bitch. I'm like, no, I just, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I was like, okay. Excuse me? <laughs> what did you but, do, bitch? That's not my spirit. <laughs> 
I just have to be a realist about issues like that because you realize that people will tolerate yeah. some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? If it does not implicate yeah. them or does not involve them. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that's yeah. where I'm at. I feel like I, I need to create that space and live out loud now. I've come out to so many people since this trip. I've come out to my... Yeah. I've come out to about... Oh, my God. Are you serious? Congratulations. To my brother, which was yes, actually... Bitch. But the fact of the matter is it happened. Came out to like five yeah. of my classmates at this conference, conference yeah. I went to. Uh, I'm about to come out to my mom. About to come out to oh my god, amazing! Um, um, yeah, I'll say graduation in May, but maybe more realistically before the end of the year. I, I'm, I show up differently amazing. because of this trip. They really, really do. Yeah. Oh my god, you just won my heart. Ah. Uh. You can give me you, bitch. You gonna make me fucking cry in this podcast. I'm gonna beat your ass. I. Oh my god. It was um, it was quite the experience. Y'all really changed my life. Oh. And you know the funny thing is, I remember. With this, I remember coming out to my mom and coming out to my family and then being like, you know, I want y'all to remember and forget. I'm still, I'm still me. Like I'm, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I don't eat meat now, but I'm like, we all eat, we eat the chicken, same chicken at the dinner table, bitch. I'm still lit. I'm still me. It's like, we're still, I'm still the same person. So we are still family. And I, and a big thing, which is, and why I embedded that into the things I post about Raga or things I share or like just captions or captions and what I do. I'm like, you cannot run from family, period. Like, we, I'm like, and that's, I think that's even why I call it Raga. I mean, it's like, why is it called Raga? I'm like, it's actually like a a lighthearted joke there about some real ass shit is that you know, I remember in really short, just to like give context, is like, I was watching this video about the history of Carnival because I was like, I want to do a party that's kind of like centered on the idea of Carnival, of like all these different islands and all these different types of people coming together. And this lady was describing the history of Carnival and how through Carnival, like celebrations and slaves were celebrating Carnival, how like, you know, it created these different forms of music. And a lot of, some of her facts were off, but her basic thing, I'm just like talking about the, she was talking about the history of different types of music it made, like from reggaeton to um, soca to all these different types of music. And one of the forms of music is raga. And she said, she's a Trinidadian. And on the YouTube clip she was talking about, when she was younger, she would remember her par- parents being like, oh yeah, that raga raga music in reference to reggae. Not, and there also is a form of raga, of music called raga. So, and then she thought, she's like, you know, she played the song, you know, raga, 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 And they played that on YouTube, but I started of busting out laughing because I remember that same experience of like, yeah, I remember my mom being like, oh, you know, you're the Chino. And I'm like, mom, you cannot say that. <laughs> appropriate to just be like oh the asian man he's chinese i'm like no mom that's your kind of caring or to be like oh yeah you know you know how them trainees be and like mom you do know you're 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 raising an american child and two even americans black americans they're just like oh you're you're black like or to white people like we're all black they don't know they're like oh trinidad you know, Barbados, Jamaica, whatever, the Caribbean, islands, A, <laughs> like whatever. I don't see the the big differences, but get your life. And 
how to and like the ironic ironic but kind of funny way that we will find out all our differences and and but how we should embrace our differences and lift up our differences but remember that we're all just fucking family at the end of the day we're sitting at the same table we're all eating the same food and it's you know empanada and a patty ain't that different like we're family you know um and in and in that i should you know bring how do we bring in that's why i've always been big about allies it's like how do we bring in our family more how do i remind my mom that you you may think like I told you I'm gay means that I'm like RuPaul, but I'm Jamaican. <laughs> like you raised me as a Jamaican kid, you know, like I eat, I'm eating the same food as you. Like I listen to the same music as you. If anything, I'm more Jamaican than you lit. <laughs> When's the last time you went to Jamaica, sis? You know what I mean? And that's a very question I'm dealing with, with my family right now, specifically my brother who I came out with now. Mm-hmm. Uh, without sharing too much information, when I came out to him, it was almost mm-hmm. like there was, I was not, mm-hmm. I didn't immediately feel welcomed. So he's, um, he's 40s, he was mm-hmm. born in Jamaica, but moved to the States pretty early on. Um, but I, in essence, he commented that I need not to try so hard to be Jamaican, you know? Like, I need to be myself. And this mm-hmm. shit just kind of set me off into, like, an existential crisis now. I'm like, who am I? Am I am I trying to be Jamaican? Mm-hmm. Or am I, is that just who I am? Because that's how I've been raised. You know? And be, and because that's mm-hmm. who I idolize. I, mm-hmm. I, I love my mom to death. I admire, um, I stand for a Jamaican woman. You know? I don't, I'm not one to say, oh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I'm my spirit animal, none of that shit. But really, truly, I feel like that's my spirit. That's that's who I channel. And um, all that strength, bravery that mm-hmm. I'm learning to lean into comes from her. So to hear that from her, it was really weird. I was like, what mm-hmm. do you mean? Mm-hmm. He's straight. Um, so his experiences may be different from right. mine. But um, yeah, I asked that same question. I was like, we just have to, to be. And... Um, be unapologetic about it. We're not in Jamaica, so we may not have a perfect pato. Of course. And but the cultural experience carries with you wherever you go, right? And you have to, you don't have to, but you can lean into that and accept that. And, you know, the term black, of course, I'm all about like Pan-Africanism, but the term black, I think, says very little about your experience. And that's not meant to divide but that's meant to just acknowledge right. your family and your culture and share that with people. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, 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 it's funny. It's, 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 it's weird that I, his statements of like, stop trying to hard is, is, is scary. Like, what should I be then? Like, it doesn't mean I can own, I can, it's being queer and black is not, or being black is not monolithic. It's like black people are a lot of things. Black people are all over this globe. There are there are black Jewish people. There are black Caribbean people. Black people from black people from Nigeria and black people from you know fucking Egypt or South Africa are are all black, but they're different types of black people. Like what do, what does he mean? And and on the flip side of that, and that's why I think I I, I will reference the the residency that Raga did with the new museum. It's like. If anything, also, 
there's power in tapping into your own history. There's power in acknowledging who Queen Nanny is. Like there's power in acknowledging that the Haitian revolution was started by a black woman and then led and the only successful slave revolution and rebellion to this date. Black people did that. Took down the French Empire and were, and the French Empire was like y'all are too lit. Just be God, you are stressing me out. Just be free, black niggas. Niggas did that. That is like I can access that. Like that's not because I'm gay doesn't mean it's not my history. I was there just because there was no gay club in Haiti. You know what I mean? Or there was no like you know no one chose to wrote a book or a history or paint, do a painting of the like the what the trans girl in, in in Puerto Rico at the time when that war was happening doesn't I mean we weren't there I've always been here and that is my family and I have access to that because it's not that I only exist in Stonewall Stonewall is my only story I'm black and like you're not trying too hard you're just tapping into your roots and your ancestors like one of the girls too don't come for me <laughs> you, you never know I was just read something earlier exactly like, there's more like queerness and blah 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 nowadays than there was back in my day and that's not the case it's just that people were crying in the closet that's bullshit no exactly and if anything if they weren't in the closet you just weren't writing stories about them there's a rhyme in the reason who who was getting access to record these histories slash if anything they're probably burned down our libraries The, the taking the taking of history it does not just work with europe who was taking our queer history i'm sure there there's like it's just like don't come for me. We've. It's not like it was in, in existed. It's not that queerness is only a white thing. It's not that we just like showed up one day after Snowball. You know, like that's bullshit. You know, like it's not that whiteness made us queer. We've been here. We've been a part of the family. And if you really get into the shits, there's books literally on document ex- ex- talking about the history of queerness and gender and, and non binary existence in Africa, the continent, for eons. So let's just take a moment. Let's, <laughs> let's take a hard ass um, moment. When we went to Helsher Beach. Okay. Yes, I want to um, hear about that. So tell so people what's, what you're talking about. Family members, backstory, I've been to Jamaica before, maybe two or three times. Um, one time I can remember, the others, and mm-hmm. I was smaller. Anyway, um, Hellshire Beach is about an hour away from Kingston, a place where you can go. It's like a small, I guess, uh, waterside, beachside community. Main attraction there, I think, for tourists is a place called Screechies, where you can mm-hmm. go and get like fresh fish snapper, porgy, et cetera, straight from the water and uh, prepared how you like it. So um, my fat ass, I was like, look, I'm ready. This is why I'm here. I also am here to connect because <laughs> I love my belly. I love to eat. So okay. um, Kenny and I take the trek out there okay. um, and we get there, you know, it's a little awkward. Um I can't comment on specifically mm-hmm. what made it awkward. Uh, maybe it was the proximity that, you know, Kenny and Haya had mm-hmm. to each other. Um, our uh, driver was mm-hmm. wearing a pink shirt too. I don't know what it was, but I felt like I felt an energy. Um, but outside of that, I didn't feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, and there's also, I don't okay. know what it is, but I feel like, um, Jamaicans can tell when you're from far and they can tell when you're like not there. So maybe there was that too. They're like, oh, these <laughs> these tourists. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, we have our fish. It was wonderful. Right. Um, 
But then we see like um, there's a clown. There's a clown that's like um, working with the um, just like walking through the crowd and dealing with folks. And then um, the clown comes up to us and um, they're like chatting us up. And one thing leads to another. The clown asks us outright, like, are you guys gay? And I was like, oh, my God, this is awkward. Um, Is this a trick question? Because I'm not ready to fight. I'm full. I'm tired. I just just heard it. Turns out this clown was mm-hmm. a gay man who um, had studied to be like a nurse and um, had been doing his thing, but like, I guess, felt ostracized maybe by their community that in order to show their mm-hmm. queer magic, right? To show their sense of humor, to show their creativity, their wittiness, whatever it was, um, they presented as a clown. That was like their, that was like their art. That was their gift. But Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It was weird. We just connected Mm -hmm. very quickly on the basis of like, you know, opening up and being gay. And Mm -hmm. um, we were just chatting it up. It was like, it was like we had known them from like, you know, for ages. but Kenny and I kind of debriefed on it and we were like, this is, wow. I don't know how to feel about that. I'm not shaming anybody who's in the arts because honestly it, it does take a, a level of bravery, courage, and like self-acceptance to do something like that. But um, I was also wondering right. if that is like the safest or only way that this person could exist in their community as their true selves, you know? Yeah, we were about to take a picture too. And then there was like a little kid who was uh, following him around. It was cool. It was very sweet. Yeah, we, we definitely should have taken a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, I love that you guys randomly just like went on an excursion to like get fish, chill at the beach, and then gay people found you and then you were able to like keep with them and feel safe with them. That's like, yeah. that is. What? Literally walked <laughs> like up to the jokes. And a good time sharing oysters. It was a good time. It was a good time, but um, a testament to how we just find each other, and um, we need to look yeah, out for each other. That's true. Not finding each other, but we need to look out for each other for sure. Yes. I know. I, I think a big thing. I love that that just happened again, not planned. That um, I've tried and I've said it over and over. And, I, you know, I could be speaking from the soapbox called Rock NYC until the end of days, but, <laughs> or not. I could have just set up things like this where people see experience it for themselves. Is that my big thing has been, I, you know, even if there's a concern for safety, I'm working with queer people and allies where safety won't be a thing. But I want, even if you don't come on this trip, I want people who are abroad and people who are interested, not in a kind of like shallow way, but in a real way, who maybe are Caribbean or you know, and have or or first generation or, or whatever invested in this story, like who like you who are so lit to share the story about Gully Queens, so lit to talk about homeless gay people and homeless queer people in Jamaica, just have the same investment in if you're presented with a contrast story 
our contrasting, of course, point of view of being queer in, in the Caribbean and specifically in Jamaica to be invested in that truly and to like examine if you, if you get the offer of that. Because we can't, I know for myself, like, again, and pointing back to the yeah. ceremony that Moon did, if my mom never got that green card, I would be there. You know, I'd be, I'd be in Jamaica. You know, it's, it's, it's the, for people listening, just so you know, like, just to travel, the, 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 be aware of like the Jamaican dollars or the American dollar is lit. Like people in Jamaica are like not making the same coin that we're making. <laughs> like their world is some real shit, you know, like it's not, no, not everyone's living, you know, below the economy line and everyone's poor and everyone's living, you know, living in like boxes. No, but on a very, just cut co- the country wise poverty and the, you know, the imbalance of, money and relationship to countries like America and to European countries is very real. I want everyone to Google the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. I want everyone to Google, you know, the history of, what is it? Uh, President Man- Mainly, and I think that's what his name was. And the history of, and watch this documentary called Life and Debt. What Europe and America have done to Black countries and done to countries that were recently, con- were historically colonies, is some fucked up shit. That doesn't just disappear. That has implications onto all types of people, gay, straight. It doesn't matter. It, it stains a country with pain and, and, and financial gr- grief. So people will feel that feel the hardest are indeed, even in black countries, queer people. People feel that the hardest are people who aren't just like grown or like birthed into wealth or like people who live in this neighborhood or or people who are trans. or And so it's important for us to kind of like not turn our back on those people. There are gay people everywhere. And if it, it simply means you to literally just go to the country yeah. and just talk to those people, I mean, yeah. shit. Like, you know, like just connect with them and not turn your back on them. That is, it literally lift, can lift someone's whole world just to be like, I met a gay American and they were nice to me. And you know what? I'm going to be okay. You know, that can really change people's world and it will change yeah. yours because then you'll be like oh maybe i'm bugging <laughs> like, i'm bugging and i'm not saying my life isn't hard here but it's really hard for people all over the world and if anything the least i can do as a gay person here in america is One just to not be afraid of my gay friends across the world you know um um i'm black and i'm cool just like you i was like wow I love that. You really are. Thank you for that. Thank, I, I take that as a compliment, but you know, it was also it was like I see you, right? <laughs> right. I see you. Um, right. It was a it was a great moment. I love that. And so. Um, one of my last questions is like, will so will you? What do you? What do you? I mean, you, your apparently whole world has like developed, changed, had so much things happen since the trip. What do you? Do you think you'll ever go back? Do you think what is what is your like? What what do you have to tell uh, people yes. in like closing? Yeah, what, what do you think? I have to go. Back. I wish I could go back this week. Shit is carnival, but you know, yeah, I have to adult and shit. So there's that, right. But I'll definitely go back and I'll come back with like a new sense of confidence with a sense of belonging. Um, Mm -hmm. I have people to connect with Mm -hmm. now. Sade, like, welcome with open arms. Everybody there. there. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I know I don't have to go up with my guard up, you know, locked and loaded. 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I definitely go back. I'll go back with family for sure. I don't know if I'll, that, that's going to take some time for me, I think. I don't know if I'll mm-hmm. mix those spaces. I don't do that here in the States yet either, mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. I can start mm-hmm. a conversation with them now. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, just be more transparent mm-hmm. about my life. Um, that's really what this trip brought me. Mm-hmm. I'll go back. I'll go back. It doesn't have to be for a special occasion either now because now I feel at home. Oh, right. Amazing. I, 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 I'm. Thank you for opening up because that's some personal real shit. But I, but I, I, I congratulate you on being transparent because honestly, your story is, you know, often we. I know what Raga is personal and very, very personal to me. But through sharing my story, I've continued to like. Some people are like, oh yeah, yeah, same over here, like what are you doing over there in Jamaica? And I'm letting you know that I thank you so much for sharing your transparency in your story because literally someone out there is dealing with the same shit. And the fact that you just shared that all that is going to inspire someone to be like, you know what, maybe I should mess DM Raga and be like, so who do you know in Jamaica? Because I need to go. I just heard the interview with Kareem and um, I got some shit to figure out. You know what I mean? Yeah. She is the plug. Like there are, and Shade is the main plug. But those list of ambassadors, all those people, they're so lit. Like they're they're like, yes, please. They're like we're sad. This is only yearly. I'm like, well, girl, it's a lot of work. So I'm like, I'm gonna holla at you. <laughs> I'm gonna holla at you. But you know, it's only a lot of work because we want it to be extraordinary, like huge. Not just like want, not just the party, not just the dinner, not just the hiking, but this big event. And also that it stays with people. Like, it really changes people. It's not just one-off thing. It's this big thing that people in the Jamaica and people who come to Jamaica can all kind of, like, really feel in a very major way. Um, and they and they want to continue to keep ties. Like, you know, I don't know, you know, I want people who were at that party to, like, friend you now on Instagram. And if they're like, hey, I'm in... I'm in New York, or where, where are you living at now? I'm coming through. Like, let's yes, I'm man. gonna let's get a drink. Like, I, I want those ties to be real. Like I do now. WhatsApp is popular. Okay, I love that. I love that. Um, even like, yeah, I guess we'll talk about that later. But maybe even some like creative like business opportunities too. Um, met a guy who's like um, working in like. Fashion design, he has, what is it? It's called Kingston Bell. Kingston Bell, if you guys can look it up. Um, mm-hmm. Some pieces that are produced in New York, but um, they have men's, women's, and unisex pieces. It's so dope. And they're all like, they're kind of, you know, mm-hmm. dance hall, Jamaican culture inspired, but they also look pretty high end. So um, something I've been interested mm-hmm. in this, on, interested in on the side as well. And um, the cultural piece just made it more enticing so mm-hmm. yeah no that's very real they're connected for real i love that thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you you just got me i was i'm trying and i'm all like terry adding shit Ugh. i was like I've, yeah, I've been very emotional <laughs> in the past few weeks for a number of years but this trip has been it and it's been in the most like positive way possible mm-hmm. um, yeah you guys helped me oh. see a part of myself and see community that I didn't know was there, you know? 
Um, so I love you guys. Okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, I can't wait till the next connect. I don't know if I'll be able to come next year, but we will definitely connect. Um, yeah. Again. Perfect. Well, I'm doing, um, just a side note, quick side note, I'm doing another Raga party Ooh. at the end of May. So announcement for that coming out soon. Uh, the time this is up online. So I will send you that information. And thank you again so much for getting taking the time to talk to me. I know that, um, again, I commend you on your bravery. And I thank you for coming on the trip. And let's stay in contact. Hilda. I want to know. I want to I don't wanna get a pressure me as me wake Like how Marie love guitar she had hake Better if you better if you give me a break I have a sick Cause a boy like me, me no mad Me no mad over no girl Cause a boy like we, we no mad We no mad over no girl She coulda pretty like Dolly and spend enough money, no We no mad over no girl She coulda cute like Dolly and we no box bunny, no I still need to chase her in my Hennessy cup Couple girls and couple tags to make the energy buck So me no wanna wanna run for make the energy bro If I'm a girl I run the pussy get me ready me up If I'm a girl I give me static get me ready for cut Cause some of them girls don't know how much the energy work Why so much roll up on the line I said them ready for touch You can't break my confidence All these lies is just pretense You fucked up girl don't blame me cause That's just your incompetence If you wanna leave then jump the fence Just call it self-defense Fuck your feelings and fuck Cause your friends